Hi, this is your host, Corbin. This is Alan. And this is your guide for Jennifer U. Nelson's Kung Fu Panda 2. Before we get into the making of the film, allow me to take you back to 2011 to remember the top movies released that year. There were Captain America, The First Avenger, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1, Fast Five, Thor, The Cabin in the Woods, X-Men First Class, Hugo, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, The Help, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Contagion, Super 8, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, Source Code, and The Adventures of Tintin. I've seen all those movies on this list. I think I've seen a good majority of those. Um, I haven't seen Harry Potter, um, but I have seen... Uh, were we there for no no that was the that was the one that came after it the the other um the most recent parts of the caribbean but i was there for that parts of the caribbean but corbin i remember you and i went and saw the one that came after that one in the theater mm -hmm. yeah i was wondering if you were going to get any deja vu from that conversation since we literally just had that conversation with incendies i just copy and pasted that list Mm -hmm. And tried to recreate what I said, because I remember you said you haven't um, seen The Adventures of Tintin. That's that right. List also. Yeah, that's right. If I hadn't seen, still have to see Adventures of Tintin, but I was there at the theater a few more times in 2011. I think we also mm -hmm. talked about that in Incendies as well. Yeah, we reviewed Incendies like about three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So it's usually unusual, I would say, that we would review a movie from the same year. I just thought, that was funny when I came to write this. I was like, wait a minute. We yep. just reviewed a 2011 movie. So we review a foreign film and now a mainstream animated film. But if you'd like to reminisce more about the films of 2011, then head over to letterbox.com. And while you're over there, make sure to follow me and Alan. Links to our profiles are right in the description below. Best picture at the 83rd Academy Awards went to The King's Speech. It had been two years, 11 months, and 20 days since audiences kicked it with the Kung Fu Panda on the big screen. On the small screen, NBC released the Kung Fu Panda Holiday Special on November 24th, 2010. This time, moviegoers would get to see all of Poe's Kung Fu glory in 3D. After trying two subtitles, Kung Fu Panda 2, Pandemonium, and Kung Fu Panda 2, Kaboom of Doom, DreamWorks opted for simply numerically titling the sequel. Nelson, who headed story for the first film, was asked to direct the second. Believe it or not, Oscar winner Charlie Kaufman, director slash writer of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, was brought in to rewrite portions of the script, penned by original writers Jonathan Abel and Glenn Berger. Yep, believe it or not, Alan, I know Alan enjoys that movie. I read a Vanity Fair article. They did bring in Charlie Kaufman <laughs> to is, write portions of the script. That is very surprising. Charlie Kaufman on Kung Fu Panda. That is mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, it took me by surprise too. For the sequel, the producers and filmmakers incorporated more Chinese culture and landscape design into the film. The film premiered at the 2011 Cannes Film Festival, believe it or not, and once commercially released, it showed not only in 3D, but also in IMAX theaters. Three days before the theatrical release, THQ, which is a video game, creator, released a PS3, Xbox 360, Wii, and Nintendo DS video game tie-in that takes place after the movie. Poe and the Five fight an evil group of Komodo dragon mercenaries in the game. Kung Fu Panda 2 received an Academy Award nomination for Best Animated Feature Film, but ultimately lost to Gore Verbinski's Paramount film, Rango. Was anything from Disney up for that year? 
See, this is 2011. There was a cat in Paris. That is the American translation, which I think I've heard of that one, actually. Okay. Chico and Rita, I've never heard of. And of course, Puss in Boots, which I've never seen. Uh, isn't Puss in Boots? Puss in Boots is DreamWorks also. Yeah, because that was a spinoff from Shrek. So yeah, yeah it would have been, so been two DreamWorks movies. Two DreamWorks movies, a, a Paramount and... Um, one was a French film and the other Luma films created Chico and Rita. Interesting. Yep. That was one year. Disney and Pixar were both absent, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Well, believe it or not, listeners, as of recording, we are recording on the 27th. It came out, the Kung Fu Panda came out 10 years and one day ago. It came out Thursday, May 26, 2011. It actually came out Memorial Day weekend. Wow, I did not attribute this to be over 10 years old now. Huh. <laughs> yeah, makes you feel old. Wow. <laughs> so they did get a bigger budget from last time. Um, last time was 130. This time it's $150 million budget. It surprisingly opened in less theaters and had less of a release. It opened in 3,925 theaters. That's where it stayed at. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it was number two opening weekend. It had some stiff competition over the Memorial Day weekend. It went up against the Hangover Part 2, beat it out by a significant portion. For the Memorial Day long weekend, it had an uh, opening gross of $60.8 million. Yeah, that's definitely still pretty good money. Um, Of course, that definitely helped out being, you know, a holiday weekend. Uh, almost yes. 10 years ago. Um, when did Hangover 1 come out? Because I know that was a pretty big deal um, when it released. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would, of course, expect the the sequel to do, you know, just as good, if not better, in the box office. So the first Hangover movie came out in 2009. It came out the year after the first Kung Fu Panda Um, Hangover Part 2 over the Memorial Day weekend grossed $103.4 million. So it beat Kung Fu Panda out by about $43 million. Gotcha. Okay. That is still kind of a surprise that, you know, an R-rated movie did beat out a a kid's, a family movie. Um, But given how successful the first Hangover was, I'm I'm sure that there's definitely that has, you know, attribute something to it. Yeah, you're right. It did have a much bigger opening. The original Hangover had a $44.9 million opening. Um, It should be said that Memorial Day weekend really gave this Kung Fu Panda movie a boost, considering Mm -hmm. last time on its own, it grows 60 million. Whereas this time without the Memorial Day weekend, just the regular weekend, it was $47.6 million. Gotcha. Okay. Which is a noticeable drop from last time. Yeah. But how much did it get overall? Because I know, and we know we talked about this last week, Kung Fu Panda 1 ended up doing very well in the box office, both in domestic, both in the domestic box office and the and the foreign one. So how did Kung Fu Panda 2 do? So it did extremely well, but domestically it didn't do quite as well. Last time was 215. This time is 165. Hmm. Okay. So we're missing about 40, 50 million dollars domestically, whereas in the foreign markets, it actually did quite a bit better for 500 million dollars or half a billion dollars for a worldwide total of 
665.6 million dollars the highest that's, grossing entry in the series yeah that's very good and as we <laughs> noted last time did really good and second time around did even better which is good news so far um mm-hmm. means they've got some kind of a winner on their hands um oh, yeah. so i'm curious to see what next week is going to hold um when it comes to numbers that we have two very strong entries to this now i guess is considered a franchise mm-hmm. um now that we have more than one and a tv show and video games and all kinds of stuff built on top of the kung fu panda so that's very impressive um i definitely with the franchise alone just the two that have released this is already hitting over a billion dollars in terms of what it got in the box office yeah and i think it's also important they striked while the iron was hot like i said it had been just a little over two years Actually, mm-hmm. well, closer to three years, very close to three years since the other one. But that's pretty good turnaround for a th- like an animated movie of this caliber. Right. right. Yeah, it was no surprise we we're going to get a sequel off of the Kung Fu Panda. It was no surprise at all. As for scores go, it has a 3.3 on Letterboxd. Okay. It has a 7.2 on IMDb. It's a, a bit lower than last time because I think what last time was a 7.5. Yes. Um, which is... Pr- Pretty high, so 7.2 is still good, (laughs) but it's lower than last time. Yeah, and speaking of even lower, it has a 67 Metascore, which is down from the 74. Mm -hmm. Um, Critics, it still is certified fresh. 81% of critics approved of the film. That is down from 87%. And then the audience score is kind of where it's interesting. 74% approval rating. That's not as resounding as I would expect. Um, considering yeah. last time got 83%, but according to audiences straight out of the theater, cinema score, a straight A, which is up from the A minus. Right. So, I mean, kind of the same as last time, just with lower scores. Uh, critics seem to really enjoy it for the most part. Audiences also seem to enjoy it for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, these are all still positive scores, yes. which is a good thing. Absolutely. Very positive scores. Also, real quick, before we move on, the top five of the Memorial Day weekend was, of course, Hangover Part 2 came in at number one, Kung Fu Panda at two, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides was number three. That was in its second week. Bridesmaids was number four in its third week, and Thor was number five in its fourth week. And I always forget this, but the original Thor was actually distributed by Paramount, not by Disney or Marvel. That's right. That was that would have been was that before Disney got Marvel? Yeah. I remember that happened. I don't really remember, but nevertheless, that isn't uh that wasn't Disney money coming in. Well, Kung Fu Panda just went down from there though. In its second week, it lost 50% of what it made over the Memorial Day weekend. $23 million was its take-in. By week five, it was only grossing $4 million. It was 11th at the box office. So you can see this movie plummeted very quickly. I think that's why it didn't do as well in the United States, whereas overseas, it grossed over $100 million more than last time. But I mean, hey, you know, for an animated movie, 165 domestically isn't anything to snub your nose at, but that's only 15, that's only 15 million dollars more than its budget. So I think the studios were kind of disappointed with it domestically. We'll talk about that at the very end of the review on Monday as to why it took a really long time to get a Kung Fu Panda 3. Yeah, I'm sure that they were really banking on probably 
numbers from China. Um, mm-hmm. We'll yes. talk about that a little bit more next week as well. But that's my guess is, you know, this is very much an American film with a very Chinese feel to it. Yes. So I would I would have guessed that, you know, they're also looking to see, you know, maybe we're maybe if domestically doesn't do so hot, hopefully we capture that China market, which now, of course, nowadays, it's also that's also a very big deal. Back in 2011, especially for a movie like Kung Fu Panda, I bet that they really, really were eyeing that, too. Mm-hmm. All right, Alan, thanks for joining me. Sure thing. I will see you on Monday, and thank you listeners for coming along with us as we have been your guide to the production and impact of this film. Now that you have your guide to Kung Fu Panda 2, make sure to subscribe to the podcast for Alan and I's full review coming next Monday. And tune in the week after as we ponder Poe's powerful possibilities in Kung Fu Panda 3. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.